0: It's time for week two for the college football season. How are things going to look for our Southern-based teams? NFL football is back. Let's preview our Small Market South teams there. And let's take a deep dive into Alabama and Texas. And here's to hoping that Will Anderson finds a way to sack Quinn Ewers at least seven times. All this and more on this Friday episode of Jake's Take. Let's go. Let's go. Don't wait. What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Storman at Jake's Take Podcast, at Jake's So 14. And as always, this show is sponsored by Variety Sport Network, at variety underscore sport underscore, your home for all forms and varieties of sport. Obviously, it is a wonderful time of year because not only are we going to be in week two, of college football, but the NFL is back. That is right. It feels wonderful because we have so much excitement to look at. Now, obviously, we've talked a lot about different teams throughout the offseason. Well, let me rephrase that. Mainly, we just talked about teams in the state of North Carolina, specifically Charlotte. But finally, it's good that we can talk about other teams, too. So one of the biggest things in regards to the NFL is our focus on the teams in the South. Now, this is a big deal because, you know, they don't get the most exposure. And you might be saying, well, what's the reason for that? Well, a mix of it, too, could be really mediocrity. Or it could also just be how people feel about it. Obviously, you know, the South is going to be more well known for college sports. But I feel like with this, it's going to be a very... Different idea, maybe a different season. So we'll just have to see. So we're starting off with the Saints and the Falcons playing on Sunday at noon. Now, the Saints are favored. I'm excited for that. I'm a Saints fan, even though people are trying to tell me otherwise. But no, I think with this, it'll be a very good game. And I can't wait. Now, with this team, the Saints are bringing back a lot of players from last year. You know, they have James coming back from... The ACL injury. Kamara's there. Mark Ingram's there. He drafted Chris Olave. Michael Thomas is coming back. But the biggest thing that many people might not be talking about is the loss of CJ Gardner Johnson. Now, I'm going to say this again, and I've been saying this for probably the past few weeks. Mickey, stop picking up the phone every time Howie Roseman calls. He's just going to keep doing you dirty. I understand that these picks are enticing, but they're not good picks. So really with this, it's kind of something that needs to be addressed with the Saints. Also, Marcus May got arrested, and hopefully that doesn't really interfere, but this is pretty scary to see and pretty nerve-wracking. Now, in regards to the Saints, I have them obviously being a wild card team. I'm excited for them in that regard. With the Falcons, it's kind of different. This is a very new team. Almost everyone is new. There's basically no roster overhaul. I mean, you are starting Marcus Mariota as your quarterback. Cordero Patterson's your running back. And then when you get to your wide receivers, a lot of these players, people don't really know. I mean, Demir Bird is your wide receiver. So is Brian Edwards, a rookie named Drake London. Oh, by the way, Calvin Rogge is still... On the suspended list. So you have a completely new team. Granted, you still have Kyle Pitts, which is great, but still, it's something to kind of look into and be on the lookout for. I don't know how I feel about this team right now. I haven't seen anything yet, but maybe it'll change. Who knows? You know, this team can always surprise me. And of course, we get to go to the team that everyone is always talking about on the show. You guessed it, the Carolina Panthers. Oh my gosh. So obviously with the Panthers. Sam Darnold is on IR, but they named Baker Mayfield the starting quarterback, which I guess could work. I feel like it could be good, but, you know, you have some great receivers and Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. But this all comes down to the health of Christian McCaffrey. So let's kind of just see how things go there. You get LaVisca Chenault. And then you also get some, you know, other good players, really. I mean, you had a pretty decent... Off season, but I think with this you still kind of have to just wait and see or see what can happen but as bad as it sounds I don't really have too much concern when it comes to the Carolina Panthers because you know they're still kind of kind of be in rebuilding next up we go to the Tennessee Titans now with the Tennessee Titans I have a lot of concerns in regards to them because right now many people are looking at them as a team that many people don't know what they're going to be doing you have Derrick Henry coming back. He's going to do great when he comes back. But you don't really have anyone to throw the ball to. And Ryan Tannehill's your quarterback. Everyone's been roasting Ryan Tanhill. I don't see what the issue is. He's been a pretty decent quarterback before. But you also don't have anyone to throw to. So that's my biggest concern. All in all, NFL football is back. And we have a lot of excitement to be Now, out of all these teams, are they going to make strides? I sure Freaking hope so, because I really don't want to see the Cincinnati Bengals in Super Bowl again. i love to see a Southern team. Now, remember, when we watched Jake's take, our main focus is making sure that we're getting exposure for the small market Southern teams. This is our shot. This is our way where we can get people to focus on the small market teams in the NFL. I think we can do it. I think we can get there. But it comes down to how these teams are formed. So really, as you're watching it, you have to see that not only are these fans staying excited and being active, but you're also making sure that these teams are still maintaining their success rate that we know that they're possible to do. And now the focus is back to our small market or our SEC teams in the South for college football. And yes, this is where our focus is going to be until about... February. So, sorry in advance, but here's the hoping I can get my listeners to be fans of college football. Now, like I had said in our previous episode, the SEC had a very dominant week one, and they only lost one game. Now, obviously, that one game was LSU, but still, this is really important to see how well not only that this team did, but how the conference did as well. You take a look at the poll... For the top 25, you've got Alabama, Georgia. You have Clemson at five. Very generous. Texas A&M at six. Oklahoma at seven. I know we don't usually highlight Oklahoma, but they're going to be in the SEC in a few years. So it's important to focus on that. Florida at 12. Then we've got Arkansas at 16. Kentucky at 20. Ole Miss at 22. Tennessee at 24. That's a pretty solid group. You had eight teams from the SEC ranked. That's amazing. Now, what does it mean for week two? Well, like I said, Alabama is playing against Texas, so that's going to be a pretty exciting game. I know that there's some idea that you know Texas isn't super good or Texas is back. No one really knows. But still, that'll be a good game. And also, I think it's really important to know that with the SEC, they have a lot of good teams this year. I know we talked about it before, but still, you know, you've got... An interconference game between South Carolina and Arkansas. South Carolina is going to be good. We just have to see how well they look. You've got Tennessee going up against Pitt. Both teams are ranked. You've got Kentucky-Florida. Kentucky-Florida is going to be a really good game. Because not only do you have Florida off of an upset of Utah. But you also have Kentucky who has one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. And then, of course, you also have the news of Clemson giving Dabo an extension for 10 years. I think, while with this, yes, I want to give Dabo a lot of grief and stuff, it's earned. Now, he's done a fantastic job with Clemson. However, this is going to be a year where things are a lot different than usual. Obviously, they struggled against Georgia Tech in that game. And then they've lost two of their most dependable coaches from the past several years, who are now head coaches. So we kind of have to keep a lookout for Clemson there. But breaking back down the SEC this week, this is a pretty, I don't want to say pivotal week, but it's got some interesting matchups. You know, you have Florida and Kentucky, like I mentioned. You've got Tennessee versus Pitt. You've got Alabama versus Texas and Arkansas versus South Carolina. Now, I know that a lot of these games aren't going to be too, too exciting and they're not going to be, you know, in-conference matchups like we want. But those are coming, you know, those will be about week four, week five. I'm excited for those games. But let's break down, you know, some of these games. Like I said before, with Kentucky and Florida, this is going to be a very exciting game because Kentucky has a really good coach in Coach Stoops. And then Florida has a brand new coach in Billy Napier. And he showed in his first win, which is an upset win over Utah, to propel them into the top 15, that they can mean business. With this team, they are a young team, but they have a good head on their shoulders too. Anthony Richardson can be really good. You also have a good defense coming back. However, it does come down to receivers and running back. Losing Damian Pierce is a big blow. Losing really any running back is a pretty big blow. But right now, it looks like that Florida is favored, whereas, you know, Kentucky isn't. And obviously things will change, but 6 o'clock on ESPN on Saturday, that's going to be a good game. Now, I think with this, is the SEC going to go undefeated this week? I would like to say yes, but I also know that things can happen. And this isn't me trying to, like, throw blame at Missouri or throw away Vanderbilt, but still, anything could really happen, and it's hard to expect a whole team or a whole conference to go undefeated. What the SEC was able to do in week one is tremendous, minus LSU's blemish, aside from that, what they were able to do is fantastic, and I think with this, it's a good description of what this conference can do, but it is a hard ask for these teams to all go undefeated in a second week. And now is a time for a deep dive for our Alabama matchup against Texas. Now, Alabama is favored in this matchup, which is great, but a lot of people are saying that this could be a bit of a trap game. And with this, I don't want to confirm or deny what it could be, but with this, you know, we'll just kind of have to see. Now, there's a lot of connections between Alabama and Texas. The current coach of Texas is Steve Sarkisian, who had coached at Alabama. He won a national championship there. He won the Broyles Award there. He's actually a big reason why Bryce Young is at Alabama, because of their connections to the Southern California area. You have a lot of transfers from Texas who used to go to Alabama. You know, Keelan Robinson is there. Ajaya Hall, Joel Billingsley. Joel Billingsley won't be playing in this game due to suspension, but Ajaya Hall will be. Now, a lot of people do know who Ajaya Hall is because he's that player who got many chances in the national championship game, but could never really, you know, stay, I guess, consistent. And he also would mouth off on Twitter and social media. So, it really wasn't a good look for Alabama. But now Ajay Hall is going to be playing for Texas against Alabama. Now, a lot of people will bring up the idea of revenge. Now, obviously, Alabama hasn't typically lost a lot of games on the road, but this is a former assistant coach. So many people are going to say, well, Alabama was able to lose last year to Jimbo, and then they lost to Kirby. Is it Sarks time? I don't want to say yes or no. I know that Sark is an offensive mastermind. He's great. He comes from the West Coast scheme. He and Lane Kiffin are very similar in coaching, and we've seen what Lane Kiffin can do at Ole Miss, but I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves. I think with this, the team will be able to you know, put up points. but this is also a very experienced defense that Texas is going up against. I've highlighted it before. But this Alabama defense returns so much experience. You've got Will Anderson, who you need to know how to block him. Dallas Turner, who if Will can't get you, Dallas will. You've got Henry Toto, one of the best linebackers in the SEC. You've got Jalen Moody, who's been in the program for, I think, about five, six years. So he understands the fundamentals. And then in your back end, you've got Jordan Battle, who's your leader at safety. Then you've got Brian Branch, Malachi Moore... And then you've also got other players, too, up there, like Quinn McHistory, Kyrie Jackson, who I think tackled a player with another player last week, Eli Ricks, coming off the bench. And then, of course, you have so many other players ready to step up. Jaheim Oates, Justin Aboibi. This is a very talented defense, but it's also a defense with experience. Now, are they going to give Quinn Ewers time to throw? Maybe but i was reading an article and it said that quinn ewers can find a player deep and then someone responded by saying do you really think will anderson will let quinn ewers wait that long answer no i'm not saying that alabama is going to win by a hundred i would like that i would love for my score to win by that much but i'm saying that this is just a regular game nick saban's not going to let it be a trap game nick saban's not going to let people get distracted, but with this game, I can see Alabama still being dominant. They might struggle a little bit, but after the struggles, they'll get it together. In addition, there are some other players that I did forget to mention in regards to Alabama versus Texas. You have to think about DeMarco Helms, or as they refer to him as, Hidam Helms. Like I said, that this defense is going to make things complicated for Quinn Ewers, but it also is going to focus on what this offense can do. Obviously, you have Bryce Young, reigning Heisman Trophy winner. The running backs looked good. Jameer Gibbs looked great in his first game. You have some really young receivers. Jermaine Burton looks terrific. Treshawn Holden looks great. And you have a weapon coming back. You've got Cameron to your tight end coming back. But the biggest concern really is going to be this O-line. Yes, you have some consistency with Emil Ekior coming back, and then you also have Kendall Randolph there. But still, it's, everything is going to be potential to change. I don't think Nick Saban is going to try and let Sark win this game. But I also know that with this, it's going to be a very loud environment. Bryce Young needs to do very well in this environment, and all eyes are going to be on him. Because many people are saying that he might have the chance to repeat as a Heisman Trophy winner. This is going to be one of his first games and he's a junior. He's the leader of this team. He wanted to be the leader of this team. So I think with this, all eyes are going to be on Bryce. But right now, I, as a fan, I want to see Alabama prevail. But I also want to see them play a complete game. I want to see ga- a game where they, have a tr- where they force a turnover, where they are running the ball. Take notes, Bill O'Brien. Please, please run the ball. Also, please do not let Bryce Young be the leading rusher again. We don't need that. Also, making sure that other players are stepping up, whether it's on the defense, whether it's on special teams, whether it's on the offense. It's just finding that consistency. But I think with this, this is going to be Alabama's ultimate test. So many things to remember. First of all, Bill O'Brien, please make sure you are running the ball. Second of all, make sure you're protecting Bryce Young because he is the leader of that team. Third of all, Please let Will Anderson run loose, which I think he will. And fourth, unrelated, please stop scheduling 11 a.m. games. Seriously. Look, I dealt with this so much when I was in college, and I hated it. We need to find a way to not have 11 a.m. games anymore, because also there is no way that you can expect so many people to survive the Texas heat at 11 a.m. when they are pounding drinks and pounding beers. I'm sorry, I know that this is supposed to be a family-friendly podcast, but still, I'm just pointing that out there. In my defense, I think that this game on Saturday will be one for the books, but I also know that right now we can't do horns down or else it's a penalty. And finally, it's time for a new thing we're gonna do on Jake's Take, where we're going to pick who we have winning games in the NFL, more specifically when it comes to our small market teams. So obviously, I have the Saints winning in the first game when they play the Falcons. But let's kind of look to see who else we will pick from our small market South teams. So between the Browns and the Panthers, I have the Panthers winning. I can see that Baker Mayfield having a really good game there. And besides, it's revenge against the Browns. So I think it is going to happen. Sorry to all Browns fans, but you know, you had a good quarterback and you let him go for someone who's worse. Moving on, we also had already stated who we have for the Saints and the Falcons. There's no surprise there. Looking at the Titans-Giants, I'm going to take the Titans here. I don't think the Giants are fully up to date with the type of team they want to be. They're bringing in a new head coach. Big Ryan Dable fan. But I still think that this is more consistency from the Tennessee Titans, and it's going to be hard to stop Derrick Henry. And really, I think that's kind of the best way to keep looking at this. I mean, you look at the Buccaneers, they're playing the Cowboys. I mean, I know that the Bucs aren't technically in the Southeast, but still they're in the NFC South. So I think with them, they're still going to win. But that's kind of how I look at things in regards to the NFL. Now, looking at the SEC, let's kind of just focus on things of that nature. So obviously, we've talked about Alabama and Texas already. But let's talk about some of the other teams as well. And just kind of looking at this, you know, the most exciting one really, as well as it sounds, is between Arkansas and South Carolina. I like Arkansas, but I also expect South Carolina to put up points I could see them actually pulling off an upset but you know we'll just have to see but my pick for that is Arkansas between Wake Forest and and Vanderbilt I'm sorry I'm picking Wake Forest between Missouri Kansas State Kansas State Missouri isn't as strong but I could see them you know potentially having some excitement over the year But right now, I mean, it's too early. And, you know, Missouri typically has one of those games where they lose early on. Texas A&M, Appalachian State. I have to go to Texas A&M. I know we don't like Jimbo on this podcast, but still, I mean, they're the number six team and they're playing Appalachian State. Next, we've got Tennessee Pitt. This one actually, I think, is going to be a nail biter. I think with this team, obviously, Tennessee is favorite, but Pitt is ranked 17th. They just had a really great game against West Virginia. Keep an eye on this game. It can be close. Georgia versus Sanford. Obviously, we are based out of Birmingham. So we do kind of want to root for Sanford. But realistically, I know that Georgia will probably pull this off. Kentucky, Florida. I'm picking Florida on this one. I know that Kentucky has Will Levis. But still with Florida, they've got the energy. They've got the excitement. They've got the new coach. I think it's really all on them. Next, we've got Ole Miss, Central Arkansas. I'm picking Ole Miss. Auburn, San Jose State, picking Auburn. LSU versus Southern. LSU was the only team that lost in week one. Look for them to have redemption. And finally, Mississippi State against Arizona at, at 10 p.m. Oh, my gosh. I'm not saying enough for that. Look for Mississippi State to win that game. But right now, that kind of covers all of our teams in the South in regards to who we have picking for the SEC or who we have picking for the NFL. It's a great weekend. Football is back, like I've said many times. Get excited. Get pumped because it's here. And this is going to be our life for the next few months. And speaking of the NFL, I did want to highlight that center Eric McCoy is going to be with the Saints for the next five years. They just signed him to an extension. That's a big deal for this team because this is a team that's going to be built around their offensive line. You've already got Ryan Ramchick there. You've also got so many other players. So you got Andrew Speed, who's going to be coming back. And you just got your Trevor Penning, your first round draft pick. So the future is bright for this O-line. But look for some work in the trenches because Dennis Allen is looking like he wants to be a ground-and-pound type of team. But that is going to do on this Friday episode of Jake's Take. As always, thank you so much for all the love and support. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Jake's Take Podcast or my personal Instagram, Jake's Still 14 You can also find us on TikTok, at Jake's Take Podcast. I know I'm trying something new, just trying to wait and see. I did want to pass along my thoughts prayers and feelings for the Queen's family. Obviously, we all know that Queen Elizabeth had just passed away, but I did just want to send some support out there. She was a terrific leader, and we were so thankful to be able to see her reign for such a long period of time. So I just wanted to thank her for all that. And as always, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon. We're basically on all platforms once again this is sponsored by variety sports network at variety underscore sport underscore and you can find us on spotify apple and our pod page. I'll link those in there too. You can find us basically everywhere. So I'm excited for that. And most importantly, thank you so much for all the love and support. I couldn't have been growing without all the love from everyone here. Like I said, next week's episode is going to be a breakdown of football. So we're going to look at some old games, we're going to look at to see how our teams did and then kind of just see what we can do to continue to grow. Because we are in an exciting period and there's gonna be a lot more content. So get excited. Be sure to share this with your friends. Drop a like, drop a follow, subscribe. Let me know if there's anything you want me to discuss on the show. And as always, as always, as always, create adventures, make smiles, be the best version of you you can be, have fun, enjoy life. And as always, I will see and hear from you all later. Take care.